Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. And welcome to the broadcast. Good to be back with you. I want to begin, as I always do, and uh, Bernie, for some reason, have a little bit of an echo this morning. Not sure what is behind that, but I'm sure you'll figure it out and be able to remedy that in short order. I want to begin with good news. A couple of examples of what can be successfully accomplished in terms of legislation. This is really important. And thanks for resolving that issue, Bernie. Everything's squared away now. I am really encouraged because I think a lot of people are beginning to get this. I think I told you a few weeks ago, I had this conversation with Steve Dace, who is a talk show host, and one of the things that we were talking about is the importance of legislation. Executive orders only go so far, as Barack Obama has learned, as now Donald Trump has learned. What really is important is getting things established with law. And heck, is this not what the left is beginning to discover with Roe versus Wade? There is no law anywhere, which is why they're scrambling. I want to tell you about a couple of things that have taken place in Oklahoma. These are two very important and timely issues. Governor Kevin Stitt has signed House Bill 4327 into law. The bill bans abortion starting at fertilization. This now makes Oklahoma the most restrictive state on abortions in the country. Under the measure, anyone could sue someone in civil court who performs AIDS or abets an abortion for up to $10,000. Now, this is similar to a Texas-style ban, making the procedure illegal after about six weeks. Despite legal challenges, the Oklahoma Supreme Court denied a motion to halt the implementation of the six-week ban. The most recent piece of legislation makes exceptions to save the life of a pregnant woman and rape, sexual assault, or incest only when first reported to law enforcement. The bill also includes language attempting to prevent legal challenges to the legislation. According to the bill, no court of this state shall have jurisdiction to consider any action, claim, or counterclaim that seeks 
declaratory or injunctive relief to prevent a private individual from enforcing any provision or application of this act or from filing a civil action under this act. This is very smart. See, this is one of the things that Congress has failed to do. I think there's a point that they need to, in some ways, restrict the Supreme Court and its jurisdiction to prevent them from overreach. Basically, they're telling the court, this <laughs> this legislation is basically telling the court in Oklahoma to butt out. Governor Stitt issuing this statement. I promise Oklahomans that as governor I would sign every piece of pro-life legislation that came across my desk. I'm proud to keep that promise. From the moment life begins at conception is when we have a responsibility as human beings to do everything we can to protect that baby's life and the life of the mother. Folks, and please, do not hear what I'm not saying. With all of the attention now focused on the horrible events that happened in Texas. We're talking again about human lives here. Now the media will stir up all kinds of strife and all kinds of noise. And basically, and I've told you before, this is not about compassion. This is not about care. This is not about love. This is about freaking ratings. Let's be honest about it. They're profiting off of tragedy. And we have to understand, if we're going to talk about carnage, let's talk about carnage equally. The carnage that goes on in the name of so-called choice, in the name of so-called women's health. See, the thing is, the horror that these unborn babies experience is every bit as real as what we've been talking about the past few days. This is not just some sort of academic discussion. And if people understood what's really taking place and how these little lives are being exterminated in a cruel and inhumane way, if that really registered in their hearts, they would have an equal understanding of this horror that has been multiplied millions of times over. And I do mean millions. He talked about protecting the baby's life and the life of the mother. The governor, Kevin Stitt. That's, this is what I believe. This is what the majority of Oklahomans believe. If other states want to pass different laws, that's their right. But in Oklahoma, we will always stand up for life. Good for him. Not surprisingly, Emily Wales, president and CEO, Planned Parenthood Great Plains, saying this in light of the signing, Oklahoma's politicians for the governor on down are determined to strip rights from anyone who could become pregnant. This is no surprise in a state that's consistently ranked among the worst in the nation for maternal mortality and child health outcomes. Today, for the first time in nearly 50 years, abortion is illegal. 
at every stage of pregnancy in an American state. People who can become pregnant now have fewer rights and fewer protections in Oklahoma than in any other state in the nation. Legislators who in overwhelming numbers cannot become pregnant have just made lesser citizens of those who can. B.S. Go pound sand. I mean, this is, it's pathetic. It is pathetic. But we don't focus on the rattling of the baby killers. And let's not forget this is what they are. They're mass baby killers. That needs to be understood. And I salute Governor Stitt and the legislators in Oklahoma. There's another piece of legislation they have passed that is certainly filled with controversy as well. We'll touch on that. We will also talk about the aftermath of the Texas shooting and the predictable politicization of this issue by a couple of people, shamelessly, the president and a man who would like to be governor as we continue the broadcast. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You know, this text that I've received here really warms my heart. I've got to tell you, and and I think I've mentioned this a number of times recently, and I purposefully do this. I'm constantly meeting people, engaging people, asking them questions to learn who they are, hear their stories. I mean, I the stories that I've just taken in in the last few weeks and months have just, they would blow your mind. <laughs> Some of them I hope to share with you very soon. Had a conversation with a guy the other day. Used to be a crack addict. My goodness. It was so just cool to hear how he has overcome. He's gotten his life together. There are also darker stories. which I hope are to be continued stories where there will be a story of redemption. But when I say uh, conversations and encouragement and hope, 
this is a perfect example. Vince, I'm a millennial, 32 years old. I hope you see this. When those senators were shot at, I think he's referring to members of Congress. Did they call for gun control? No. They hired more armed security. Same with our presidents, same with the banks that were getting robbed. Why do we expect less for our children? If it's good enough for members of Congress and presidents to have armed guards, why can't we have armed guards for our kids? In fact, we'll get to the story a little bit later on. One of the complaints from one of the parents, they're complaining it took way too long for police to get to their children to save them to stop this guy who carried out the carnage in Texas. So I shared about this very restrictive abortion law in Oklahoma. This texture says, thank you. Stay on that subject for the whole show. <laughs> Vince, I totally agree with you. Can't believe the hypocrisy and how they pretend to care about kids' lives when they don't protect them with guards at schools, and they are protected in the most sacred and vulnerable place, a mother's womb. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's supposed to be the safest place in the world. The safest place in the world. Yet it's a place of horror and death for millions. Millions. On the subject of jurisdiction, here's a person who's very insightful and picked up the point I was making. Congress has abdicated most of its responsibilities to either regulatory agencies or the federal courts. We don't vote for any of these individuals in any free country. The FCC, IRS, EPA, ATF, and yes, even the Federal Reserve should not exist. Boy, there's a story in and of itself. For example, Constitution says Congress has the power specifically to coin money and regulate its value. Not an incorporated third-party entity. Until we right this ship, we will continue down this same path. You are brilliant. Yeah. Vince, isn't it funny the folks screaming the loudest about killing children in the womb were also yelling about school shootings? Yeah, isn't it? If you'd like to join the conversation, the Ingalls Markets Talk Line, 800 928 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Something else in Oklahoma, and this is certainly going to be controversial. We had this issue in North Carolina. The governor's also signed Senate Bill 615 into law. It requires students to use the bathroom that aligns with their biological sex assigned at birth. The state school board will oversee investigating complaints from parents who think students are not following the bathroom policy. If a school isn't found in compliance, they would lose 5% of their state funding. Boy, hit them where it counts, the money. That law goes into effect immediately. 
Now, this is just for children. See, I, I don't understand. Now, this is a little different in the fact that it's, as I said, from North Carolina and what took place here. Just children, students. And I think this is perfectly appropriate. They're pushing back on this crazy agenda. Which makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. At the end of the day, we're talking about a few people. And let's have a conversation. How do we address this? And how do we do this in a way that doesn't threaten or make other people uncomfortable? See, this is the amazing thing about it. The What we're talking about are people who are willing to either endanger or bring discomfort to the majority just because of choices. Now, I'm not being insensitive to people who may be wrestling with some sort of issue with their gender identity. Let's have, enough, let's have a separate conversation about that. Let's figure out a way to accommodate them that is good for them and at the same time does not compromise the integrity of the other bathrooms. This isn't complicated at all, folks. I think we can figure this out. So let's talk about what is taking place In Texas, the sadness of the story just continues to overwhelm so many of us. We've learned a number of troubling details. It's really chilling to read the account of witness and police accounts of Salvador Ramos wearing tactical gear, carrying an AR-15-style rifle he bought this month just after his 18th birthday, hopping a fence, exchanging gunfire with a school police officer, then going back to a back entrance and starting that deadly rampage. We're going to talk more about this and some of the complaints from parents who are very concerned about the response to this shooting. We'll talk about this. The president and a man who would like to be governor as we continue the broadcast. Stay with us. I love this over on the text line. Blame the media for super hyping everything and giving mentally ill people more incentive to act in evil ways. It's a great way to become a star, isn't it? I mean, let's get real. We're talking about people who are not well at all. Washington Post reporting. 
Authorities say the attack was part of a grisly checklist that Ramos shared in private social media messages early Tuesday. The first item was to kill his grandmother, who lives near the school. Shot her in the face, then left her for dead as he drove off in her truck. I shot my grandmother, Ramos wrote in an update. The next threat, according to the messages, was to shoot an elementary school. Within minutes of pressing send, shortly after 11.30, Ramos was barricaded inside a classroom with the 19 students and two teachers that he would kill. (sighs) Way back on May 12th, Ramos began messaging a California girl via Instagram, asking if she would repost photos of his gun. The teen who since shared the exchanges publicly described the messages as scary and strange because she didn't know Ramos. See, I think this is kind of interesting. Early Tuesday, hours before his attack, Ramos again messaged the girl, writing, I'm about to, without finishing the thought. He told her he had a little secret he wanted to share. She blew him off, saying she was sick and might be asleep. I'm a air out, he wrote. A slang term that means to shoot a group of people or air out of space. By the time the girl responded to his final message to her, Ramos probably was dead. According to authorities, he was killed around 1 p.m. Still, many of these events... And details remain unclear, including whether authorities missed warning signs or could have intervened earlier to prevent Ramos from reaching the classroom. Likewise, talk of motives. Questions about mental illness. I was just thinking about something. The millennial who sent the text earlier in the broadcast about how we stepped up security for members of Congress out of concern they could be in danger. I remember the police state that they turned uptown Charlotte into for the Democrat National Convention. I mean, they put up these big high fences, and I I don't want our schools to look like prisons. Of course, some of them look enough like that as it is. But if you really want to protect people, you can protect people. See, it's not really a priority. The priority is getting rid of guns. And it's a political motivation. That's what it is. It has to be understood in that way. That's the real goal. Oh, my goodness. This little monster shared three chilling Facebook posts warning of his deadly plot minutes before he carried out that slaughter of 21 people at Robb Elementary. It's up on social media. These were private one-to-one text messages discovered after the tragedy occurred, sadly, which is why, ultimately, no one was able to act in time. One of the reasons for it. We've already heard accounts about this young man and his issues. Those details are not new at all. 
The Star Tribune reporting, Texas gunman was bullied as a child, grew increasingly violent, according to friends, suffered from a fraught home, a fraught home life, lashed out violently against peers and strangers recently and over the years. It's a pretty ugly picture. And yet, not surprising at all. The guy who considered himself Ramos's best friend in eighth grade said Ramos didn't have it easy in school. He would get bullied hard, bullied by a lot of people over social media, over gaming, over everything. He was the nicest kid, the most shy kid. He just needed to break out of his shell. One time he posted a photo of himself wearing black eyeliner, which brought on a slew of comments using a derogatory term for a gay person. Can I just interrupt here for a moment? And I made this comment yesterday, and I want to remind you of this again. If we want to talk about failure, this is about a failure of adults. Can we remind ourselves we're talking about children? And I'm not excusing Ramos at all. I'm not. This is a child, ladies and gentlemen. Where were the adults looking out for all of these people? Providing direction, support, encouragement, defense of this young man getting bullied. Where? Where's that conversation? One of the things I told you one of my favorite shows to watch is Air Crash Investigation. And one of the things I love about that show is they're very thorough. Because they very often say it's not just one thing. They may be a main cause of the accident, but if you take away certain circumstances along the way, if this didn't happen, this doesn't happen. And you can go through the timeline and say, you know, it's not just one thing. It's multiple things that bring you to the point of catastrophe. And I say the same thing here. If we can go back in time, what if? these issues of bullying are addressed. What if these issues with his family are not there? See, we're not having a conversation about these things because these are the kinds of things, again, we as adults are responsible for and we need to be addressing. And we're not. We're not even having the conversation. We're having conversations about an inanimate, object, which we will get to in a bit with the president and a guy who wants to be governor. Garcia, this friend of Ramos, said he tried to stand up for his friend when Garcia and his mother relocated to another part of Texas for a job. He just started being a different person, got worse and worse. In fact, when Garcia left, Ramos dropped out of school, started wearing all black and large military boots, growing his hair out long. Missed long periods of high school. Ultimately didn't graduate. Folks, I hope this also is a reminder, as I said before, to keep our eyes and ears open. Potentially, kids just like this are around yours right now. I'm just saying.
You know, this story I've been sharing with you is is really so um, revelatory in so many ways. And it addresses the things that I have mentioned to you. The things that, you know, that's, again, they're not sexy. Nobody wants to talk about these things. Because you're not going to get political power with this. <laughs> you're not going to make money off of this. But at the end of the day, and I think many of you understand this, this is really the motivation. This is the, this is the real motivation for the powers that be. It is to use circumstances like this. Remember Rahm Emanuel, what did he say? Never let a crisis go to waste. This is opportunity. This is exactly <laughs> how these very political people view these things. And it's interesting, this friend, the observation he makes at the very end of the story, said he really needed, more than anything, for his family situation to be stabilized. Mom apparently had a drug problem. At the end of the day, the story basically concludes by saying what this guy needed more than anything was love. Duh. So you're not going to have a conversation about that. How do we love the unlovely? See, and this is this is what's going to going to cost all of us in some way. But there's not a lot of interest in that. There really isn't. We want to be able to pass some piece of legislation and make ourselves feel better and think Okay, we've solved the problem. Not at all. One of the complaints that has been issued, and, and this is so interesting in light of what I have said to you about security. We've talked about this with other incidents of the type. The importance of, other, of the understanding that the real first responders are us. Whoever's on the scene. It's foolish. And I'm just going to state this. I'm just going to tell the facts. I don't care where we are. Wherever we are, we are our own first responders. And when it comes to children, the adults have the responsibility for their security. Period. And if they're not going to take that responsibility, they shouldn't be in charge of children. Period. I'm, I'm very, very resolute about that. If you're not willing to take full responsibility and make sure there is a plan, then you shouldn't be in charge of children. I, I don't see what's so complicated about this. Daily Mail has an interesting story. 
Let's rush in because the cops aren't doing anything. Parents frustrated with unprepared police outside Texas Massacre School debated storming the building themselves while the gunman was holed up inside for 90 minutes. Footage has emerged showing the panic-stricken parents of the Texas school children screaming at law enforcement to enter the school. It was unclear whether the footage was shot during the shooting or after the event when the gunman was already dead. Questions are being asked as to why it took 90 minutes between the first 911 call and the gunman getting shot dead. Boy, there's a good question for you. Hello? It also emerged the authorities had to find a key to get inside the room where the gunman was barricaded with the children. Goodness. First 911 call at 11.32 a.m. Ramos shot dead at 1 p.m. What the hell? A man who lives opposite the school said a woman was yelling at the police, go in there. They did not. The school had armed security, yet Ramos was still able to get in. Multiple officers shot by Ramos, who was wearing body armor without plates. Texas's director of the Department of Public Safety said, obviously, this is a situation we failed in the sense we didn't prevent this mass attack. He added, but I can tell you, those officers that arrived on the scene put their lives in danger. They saved other kids. They kept him pinned down. And that's certainly good. Hmm, my goodness. Just imagine hearing this. What are you doing? Get inside the building. They're trapped inside. As howls of pained anguish ring out in the background. I'm sure we will learn more about what unfolded and there will be investigations about how this was handled, as there should be. Still to come in the next hour, You're going to hear from politicians trying to exploit the deaths of children as we continue. Stay with us. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.